0: Hello and welcome to the Betches Up podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Clearly.
1: <laughs> okay, let's start out with some business.
0: Yes, we have such, such good business.
1: Yeah, this is the best business I think we've ever had. Yes. Okay, the first, last week on the on the uh, Kavanaugh podcast, mm-hmm. and right after he got confirmed that Brian and I recorded on a Saturday.
0: <gasps> Incredible. In the,
1: um, right, the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we said that we were doing something for election day. And the secret is... Is finally out. Mm-hmm. We are having a bus that is going around Manhattan that is going to be picking people up at your favorite bechy spots like SoulCycle, Starbucks, Cha Cha Macha. Yeah. Juice. You know, juice. Juice places. purveyors. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever your favorite purveyor of juice might be. Yes. And this bus is going to pick you up at designated times and take you to various polling popular polling places in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. so you can come ride the bus and party with us and it's going to be co-sponsored by new balance and rock the Vote. yes and on the outside of the bus it's going to say something very funny but we're not going to tell you what it is yeah you you, can be shocked and awed you
0: guys will just have to wait until you see the bus but it's really really exciting um even if your polling place isn't on our route you can still get on the bus and we're going to have fun stuff on the bus and you Super can you can do a tour of large polling places in New York and also get dropped off at like we said at a soul cycle <laughs> at a juice place whatever so you know we are going to be dropping people off at their polling place and picking them up from their polling place but you can also just get on the
1: bus. Yeah, it's going to be highly Instagrammable. So if you're the kind of person who likes to Instagram themselves with a i I Voted sticker, mm-hmm. this is like the I Voted sticker on crack. The I Voted bus. Yes, <laughs> like, it, is the I, it is a bus. Yeah. So we will soon be posting the bus's schedule so you know where to meet us so that you can get on mm-hmm. with more information so that you can be part of this. There's no and- top
0: on the bus. It's one of those buses. Well, it has a top
1: technically, but, yeah. but you can go on top of it. It's yeah. going to be a double decker bus. That's this shit it's so is going to be incredible. Okay. The second piece of business is that starting on Sunday and we've mentioned this before, but now it's really happening. You can begin to receive prizes for referring your friends to the sub newsletter. <gasps> so you thought the stickers were fun, yeah? but now you can get a pop socket. Oh my God. Oh, a, a plastic wine glass that you can like take on the go with you. Yes. A makeup pouch, <gasps> a notebook. I need all of these things, all things. And they have really cool stuff on them. You know, there's shout outs to our, some of our favorite heroes. Yes. Ruth, Michelle, Michelle. Kamala. I don't know if there's a Kamala prize, but But there will be something else for Kamala. Yes. Coming soon. Um, so this starts on Sunday. Keep an eye out for an email from us because basically what you do is you log into a portal and you get a personalized link where you can send that to your friends and it tracks how many people you referred to sign yeah. up. And then once you hit one friend, five friends, 10 friends, you then get the prize. Yeah. It's really that easy. So if you're not
0: already signed up for the Badge sub newsletter yourself, Get on that at Betches.co slash sub sign up. Because if you're not on that, then you're not going to get this email
1: showing you how to get all the prizes. Exactly. It's do or die. It's do or die. Get on it. You can get awesome prizes. Yeah. And just like, you'll love them. And then the stickers were cool. Yeah. This is like, again, the stickers on crack. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Wow. Okay, so let's dive into it, because truly so much has been happening. Um, Sammy, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America?
1: So it is absolutely the post that Taylor Swift put up on Instagram (gasps) where she declared that she is supporting Democrats Phil Bredesen and Jim Cooper in Tennessee and encouraged people to vote and stated that Marsha Blackburn, who is Phil Bredesen's um, opponent in the race, Mm -hmm. appalls and terrifies her. And that they are doing nothing for LGBT rights, for immigrant rights, for just, you know, the general well-being of the populace. And Taylor Swift has 112 million followers. So in the next 48 hours, Vote.org received over 166,000 registrations. And almost half of them were between ages 18 to 24, which, if you listen two weeks ago, is the demographic who is... seriously least likely to vote by like a mile
0: yes we just talked about that uh gallup poll on the podcast that said that only 25 percent of people 18 to 29 were certain that they were voting on november 6th and so to see that is really awesome and like listen i've gone back and forth with taylor swift in my life i do love her music Me too. i will say always a st- red is amazing 1989 is states. like an a account- oh yeah red Read the album not about the states no and you know i was one of those people who always thought taylor swift is a secret republican i know it and then she finally she finally yeah. came out never honestly I've switched allegiances in the Kanye feud. Yeah, <laughs> I have officially switched allegiances.
1: It always bothered me that Taylor was so mum on politics yes. because I know a lot of people want celebrities to not talk about politics, but I actually want celebrities to talk about politics. I think it's so annoying that people like whitewash their opinions so that they can like get more views. Personally, I'm of the belief that if you stand up for what you believe in, I will support you more. Yeah. So, yeah. but on the other hand, Donald Trump declared that he likes Taylor Swift's music 25% less. <laughs> and we don't know what he started out with, but he 25-
0: 150. <laughs> yeah. Trump loved Taylor Swift's whole discography. Well, well,
1: apparently white supremacists consider her something of like an Aryan goddess. Yes. So, sorry to disappoint Taylor. I know. Well,
0: yeah, a lot of, well, a lot of just like conservatives and also like white supremacists had jumped on her music because one, she personally didn't put a lot of politics into things. And two, she talks about like having blue eyes all the time. That's like a recurring theme in her music for anyone who's and red lips, familiar and that, like, turns them on. with her discography, which I am right. very, <laughs> very, very, very familiar. Um, she's always talking about people with blue eyes and fire signs. What's and- your
1: favorite? Taylor Swift song that is such a hard question I know
0: it's a really hard question but I had what about the album album is 1989 I have a special relationship me too with and then red I was red is also really good but I was going through a breakup when 1989 hit so that was the one if you are going through a breakup when one a Taylor Swift album drops god save your soul (laughs) (laughs) it was full tears on the a-train listening to blank space for the first time not a joke like i that was something i literally was like this is about us (laughs) what
1: is your favorite song
0: um my favorite song on 1989 i mean i it, it is the single but i loved blank space had a very particular uh It really got Spoke to you It spoke to me It spoke to that Particular breakup That I was going through At that time Um, When the first time I heard her go Boys only want love If it's
1: torture I was like Oh my
0: god (laughs) Marcus, (laughs) Marcus,
1: <laughs> I don't know if you guys follow Elise on Instagram Story on her personal, but she has this whole bit about like her ex boyfriend Marcus is stalking her every time she sees a helicopter. Just follow; mm-hmm. it's funny. Okay.
0: Yes, and honestly, the name Marcus is not far off from the ex that I am talking about. So, if so you're that's listening. a clue. <laughs> so if you're that's listening. a clue. Marcus is a play on his real
1: name. Okay, um. <laughs> Elise. This could, we can continue this on a later yes. date. Yeah, Elise. What is getting you through the week?
0: Uh, This is something that I really like. Um, So I would say that one of the first rules of becoming famous is having your own... Domain like on lock Like any variation of your name You need to buy that up Someone assume you've done it I've done this Good. Brett Kavanaugh did not do this And now as a result If you go to brettkavanaugh.com You will see a giant sign That says we believe survivors Um, And then it includes resources For sexual assault survivors And calls to end rape on campus Apparently this was funded by a group Called Fix the Courts That wants to fix the courts. (laughs) I'm into that. um, So I just love that. I think that's like a good old fashioned troll. Now they own it. I do think like Brett Kavanaugh's on the court. Impeaching him would be extremely difficult. Not impossible. Not something we can't talk about. But it would be difficult. So one of the things that we can do. Is just make sure that Brett Kavanaugh's name. Is synonymous with the allegations against him. And the fact that brettcavenaugh.com is a website about believing survivors makes me feel a little bit just
1: that slightest tinge better i agree you it, know it occurred to me at some point like this weekend that we're going to be talking about brett Kavanaugh when we're 60 yeah. years old like yeah probably if he lives to ruth Bader Ginsburg's age yeah so that is a depressing thing, but at least brettcavenaugh.com will live on.
0: Yeah. Brett Kavanaugh.com also, com will live 60. on even longer. Yes. Um, Past age 60. Yeah.
1: Brett Kavanaugh.com is forever.
0: Yes. Brett Kavanaugh will die, but Brett Kavanaugh.com is forever. <laughs> In-
1: until the internet is destroyed by like some evil force. Who knows? The Russians? It. I don't know. The Russians, China, China.
0: Okay. <laughs> let's,
1: uh, let's go to the main news. Okay. Um, So hurricane Michael is happening right now or this morning. As of this morning, 900,000 people in the Florida panhandle have lost power. It is a category four storm and the first to hit the panhandle in decades. Mexico beach is completely wiped out. And, um, instead of helping with the recovery or, you know, planning something for the survivors, Trump is campaigning rather than doing anything to help. And this would not really be something I would bring up, if not for the fact that it, during Hurricane Sandy in 2012, Donald Trump had not tweeted the following. Yesterday, Obama campaigned with Jay-Z and Springsteen, while Hurricane Sandy victims across New York and, and New Jersey are still decimated by Sandy. Wrong. He tweeted that on November 6, 2012. Wow. So um, that sounds like a little bit of hypocrisy, mm, but no one's surprised. Interesting. Okay, but interesting. the more the more important thing we wanted to get in with this conversation. So this storm is obviously big. We are not sure yet of the long term effects of it, um, but it is sort of it's record breaking in the sense that this type of storm doesn't normally hit where it hit.
0: Yeah, it was the largest storm to hit mainland U.S. like the the strongest one since 1992.
1: Okay, so it seems like those are picking up statistically. Yeah. So, okay, this seems like an appropriate time to talk about a report that was released on Monday, I believe, by the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which talks about how dire climate change is. Yep. And it's not pretty.
0: No, it's really, really bad. So basically, this report, um, this report essentially is like, And a bunch of climate scientists work on it. And the main thing that they say is that basically the entire world, everyone, every every motherfucking one of us needs to band together to keep temperature increases below 1.5 degrees Celsius. We have until 2030 to do this.
1: That's just to put things in perspective. Think about what you were doing 12 years ago. Yeah. I was like fully an adult or no, I was in high school. But like I was like a fully conscious adult. Yeah. I was like, I know what I was doing. I was, I don't know. Yeah. Fucking trying to. You're like, gonna be get like, if you're because-
0: you're gonna be like actively living
1: your life in 12
0: years. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully, unless. Right. Okay. I was really looking forward to retirement, and if this shit fucks up my retirement, I will just be so mad
0: there are so many things so many factors coming for all of our retirements um (laughs) but basically what this report says is once we get to that 1.5 degree rise then we are going to see dramatic changes in this is a quote from the report every aspect
1: of human life I can't like, am I not going to be able to get to work? Maybe not. I hope I'm retired, but like, what is like, what is going to happen? Like, will I not be able to watch Netflix? What is going to happen? Every aspect. What does that mean? Of human life. Will my dog be okay? Okay. I Um, I kid, I kid. There's a lot more serious things that are going to happen. And I think we should really try to underscore them when they say every aspect of human life. So
0: basically like, what would be needed, and this is something they talked about, is like we would need worldwide change. We would need to do it at a pace that is like historically unprecedented. And we would need changes to every aspect of our energy system, land management systems, and transportation to limit the warn- warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. So this means like getting to Zero coal in our electricity. This means like completely changing our factory farming system. Like complete overhauls to everything.
1: Electric car,
0: like the whole shebang.
1: I mean, here's the thing. These are things that I think that would benefit us anyway. And Mm -hmm. I do believe there's Mm -hmm. a lot of money to be made by the person or company or companies that actually find ways to make these changes feasible. The problem is that right now our government incentivizes exactly the opposite. Yeah. And the profit motive is not, it doesn't really work. The reason that a carbon tax, whether or not you agree with that, um, being like an effective thing. The reason is that, you want to incentivize companies that actually have the ability to make large-scale change to try new things so that it actually hurts their profits to keep things the way they are rather than if they invested in innovation and and making more, you know, renewable energy and right? efficient energy there's clearly, that they would make money that way.
0: There's clearly money to be made in this. I mean, I have a friend... Just on like an individual level, I have a friend whose boyfriend works installing solar panels and the movement towards getting solar panels like he's literally like a blue collar worker. He's basically like a foreman on a construction site. This dude is raking in dough. He works crazy hours a week, but he has a lot of fucking money. And it's because there's movement in green energy like he's in the ground floor of something that people do want solar panels on their house they see it saving them money they see it saving the environment people want that shit
1: also i know do you know like people like can you identify like solar powered lamps by how they look when they're outside houses they actually you know? are way prettier than like electric bulb lamps.
0: Oh, I've never, I feel like I'll I show can't, you a picture if I look at them. So but, there there were a couple of things that this report said that individual people can do. Obviously this feels like such a huge problem and no one person like doing anything is gonna change it, but we all individually need to make some of these choices so that we can change it. So I just want to list the things that they said. Which is, um, okay, reducing level of the amount of milk, meat, cheese and butter you buy or and and buying more locally sourced
1: food, which is also healthier for your own body. Yes. So do it anyway. So
0: it's not like I'm not telling you you have to become a vegan immediately. What I'm telling you is like, I mean, that would probably be good. I'm not vegan myself, but like it probably would be helpful. But. If, like, looking into being like, you know what? I'm gonna actually make sure that the meat that I buy is like from a place that I've heard of. not factory farmed meat because that's a huge part of our problem uh also driving an electric car if you can or walking or biking short distances taking trains and buses instead of planes uh using a washing line instead of tumble drying your clothes which is going to be a hard
1: sell for me but i'll consider it you don't live in a suburb it might be easier yeah that's true
0: yeah um and yeah. then demanding low carbon in every product that you buy. I didn't even know that was a thing. Me either. Until reading that.
1: Well, here's what's like, here is like really what the message is. It is hard to be like, you know, I'm one person and what I do doesn't matter. And if I have this burger, is it really going to hurt anyone? The truth is that no, that one burger, not going to move the needle, obviously. But it's clear based, It's clear that these companies, the govern- our government, they respond to one thing, and that is money in their pockets or not. And the more that individuals are just individually deciding that they don't want to give money to things that they don't support. Yeah. Ideologically. That is what actually causes change. Yeah. So look, I mean, think about you know there's like you know you read those articles it's like millennials have killed the napkin industry yeah. and they no one's buying paper towels and like bullshit like that yeah. okay well if millennials because they don't want to use napkins yeah can somehow kill the napkin industry why is it that we can't kill the carbon renewable yeah. energy industry
0: exactly and it's like I mean your individual contribution again it's not going to save the planet yourself but it's going to help to create the culture that will save the planet also on a selfish level if this warming happens which it is uh (laughs) it's happening it's happening it is happening all this shit is gonna go Like all this shit is going to go and you'll be ahead of the curve if you're like, I'm already eating locally sourced meat and I'm already drying my stuff on a clothesline and I already got an electric car and I've got everything, all my ducks in a row and all you other dum-dums are going to have to catch up to me. Yeah, (laughs) no,
1: it's okay. I think that look, I I feel like strongly about this. Partially because during Hurricane Sandy, I did not have power for 13 days and I literally I wanted to just die. Yeah, like, I just it was honestly one of the most depressing times of my life. And I know that that's like very weird, but there was something that there was something about like not having power and feeling so powerless. Yeah, like emotionally, <laughs> not just not just literally that really made me be like, okay, this is going to affect me, but not even... My house was... Fo- my house in flood, it just didn't have power. I mean... Like, people are going to be displaced. So you think that there's a refugee crisis in Syria now. Imagine when the desert is 120 degrees every day and people are dying and moving and then you can't even live on the coast. Yeah, like, we're going to get to a place where
0: certain parts of the earth are inhabitable. Also, like, yeah, I mean, New York City, if you guys... For those of you who don't live here, it has not even recovered recur- from Hurricane Sandy yet. Like they have to shut down the L train this year to, f- to deal with damage that was incurred during Hurricane Sandy. I was here during Sandy. I ended up staying at a boy who I was hooking up with. House was got- it Marcus? It was not Marcus. It was pre. This is pre Marcus. Okay. <laughs> got trapped at his house. We ended up breaking up. <laughs> Where did you go? We had. We both got cabin fever. <laughs> no, we. we ended and there's up- nothing to do with. Sort of we, re- fight. we realized like. Th- Two days into this, we were like, oh, we aren't working as a couple. And then on Halloween, I decided I borrowed a bunch of his clothes and I walked from his apartment to mine, which is not a walkable distance. And it was on Halloween. And then we didn't talk for a while, but now we're friends anyway. Anyway, what I'm saying is that could be global. This could spread across the globe. people breaking up to <laughs> <laughs> the climate change Do the, Climate change breakups are gonna soar. People are hot, they're bothered, they're pissed off.
1: <laughs> Look, I have this. I have a theory about the Middle East, and this may come off as insensitive, mm-hmm. but I really think that a lot of the fighting in the Middle East is exacerbated by the fact that everyone is just like so fucking hot all the time.
0: It is. I do get cranky do you think when, when I'm co- hot. Do you
1: think it's a coincidence that the like one of the most volatile regions is also the physically hottest place?
0: That's interesting, huh? And this is the end of the podcast, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> huh? I, I look. I'm not saying that this is that this is like. Really, a thing, but there are people back in the day, hundreds of years ago, used to fight wars for resources. And when resources become scarce, they're fighting for those resources. And
0: that's some of the stuff that they talk about in this report. They say, you know, obviously we know that there are going to be more hurricanes it's already happening they're they're having like bomb cyclones like super hurricanes whatever there's gonna be more
1: wildfires yeah and and literally people lose their homes and they have nowhere to go insurance companies are not going to be able to bear the load of what they have to pay out in terms of like insurance payouts and then your insurance premiums if your house is fine will probably go up to cover that
0: I mean this little island that we're on called Manhattan is not going to be cool if the sea levels rise like
1: like, you cannot live on riverside avenue anymore no i'm being flippant i feel like i'm being flippant about it but like the truth is that will actually happen
0: i tweeted this today and i was like partially joking but also partially horrified which is like maybe the lost city of atlantis is literally is real and it's new york 10 years from now when like it fucking floods because like we are we are climate change doesn't give a shit that we put our financial district here climate change doesn't give a shit that taylor swift has an apartment here (laughs) they don't care yeah they don't care about your favorite club climate change doesn't give a shit like it'll flood new york it'll flood every city it'll flood the
1: whole damn place like right mother nature has no incentives yeah like you can't bribe her to not fuck with you no we
0: can just honor her by treating her
1: with respect. Right. And you know, what is the if there's one thing that we could do right now to actually affect change other than like foregoing your, you know, Uber ride home, it is that you can vote. Yeah. For individuals who are going who care about this, who are going to vote for climate positive policies, yes. who are going to introduce legislation that actually takes into account this UN report and actually does things to incentivize companies to to make changes in their structure and what they're selling and what people are buying. There is one
0: political party on the face of the fucking earth that doesn't believe in climate change. One. This isn't even a liberal versus conservative thing in other places. It's literally just here and it's because... Of corporations that don't want to have to do anything about climate change, and that party is owned by the corporations. We can get into all of that, but which party? You know what? I don't want to talk shit, <laughs> but it's the Republican Party. Yeah, um, it is their- <laughs> and they are unfortunately in charge of every single aspect of our government right now. So we need to take a little some of that away.
1: Yes, and you can do that by going to betches.co slash vote Mm -hmm. and register to vote if your deadline has not passed.
0: Yes. And also, even if you think that your deadline has passed, double check um, because a lot of those deadlines were for like mail-in registration. Some places also have like other ways that you can register late. So double check if you or someone you know is like, fuck, I missed my registration date. Absolutely. Double, triple check that. Number two make sure that other if you're voting i mean you're listening to this podcast we know you care but think about like get that get get a list in your mind of the couple of friends you have that you're like this person like yeah
1: well i know i know what you're gonna say but can i tell you something Mm -hmm. that i've noticed in the past two days as i've actually had friends approach me who are usually not engaged and ask me like where do i register how do i register how do i know where i'm voting who how do i find out about the people on my ballot and to be honest with you, I didn't have many answers for them. Yeah. Like, and they were basically like, this is very confusing. And I was just like, you're right. It is very confusing. It's purposefully confusing. It is purposefully confusing. There is no central place to find out what the different candidates think and what they stand for. And it really is very confusing, even for someone very engaged. Like, I consider myself very, very engaged. Ballotpedia
0: is pretty good for finding out like you can put your address in on ballotpedia and it'll it'll tell you what's going to be on your ballot but i would say that that website is also not designed in a very nice like enticing way so so the information is there but sometimes it's hard to figure out like what What like to parse through what the information is i mean in a perfect world the US fucking government does that And it has a database be. where everyone can like In in a perfect world our government Wants everyone to vote and Everyone to be informed but It's almost as if that's not the case One political party and I don't Want to talk shit <laughs> But there's one political party that it's Proven does work does Worse when more people vote
1: Yes and And this brings us to the second main topic we wanted to talk about, Mm -hmm. which is the midterms. Yeah. Um, Republicans in, we have two examples are trying to engage in major voter suppression. Yeah. Very close to the midterms so that if you're you're not registered or they unregister you, you can't get registered. So here are two examples. One is Brian Kemp in Georgia. He is running against Stacey Abrams in the gubernatorial election, and he's currently Georgia's secretary of state, giving him some power over the voting situation. Mm -hmm. So in Georgia, they have put 53,000 voter registrations quote-unquote on hold, and 70% of these voters that have been put on hold just happened to be black and you would never believe it but only 32 percent of georgia is black so this huh. seems like it's a little bit disproportionate and just
0: can i just um and is stacy abrams Stacey? Black? oh yeah stacy abrams is black and would and- she be the first black female governor at least you've got it huh right sammy so I, mean, I don't want to talk shit <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't but it's, Something good. smells wrong.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So they're claiming that this is something to do with like the exact match that like you have to like, you know, there's okay. You can register in like different addresses. This is a very common thing, but they are seeming to have a problem with the... Matching the people to the registration And I don't think it's a coincidence That the mechanism that they used Is one that disproportionately Disenfranchises black people It's almost like the 14th amendment Means fucking nothing to these people
0: No and it's almost like We have this really cool thing called the Voting Rights Act And then it went away Right And now We're back This is happening
1: Yes a second a second situation in which minorities are being disenfranchised is happening in North Dakota where the Supreme Court moved to uphold a voter ID law that is basically intended to disenfranchise a disproportionate amount of Native American voters basically the law requires that you have a residential street address the reason this affects native american voters is because many native americans use po boxes because they're so dispersed some are even quasi nomadic and it's hard to deliver you don't just like get a you don't get a fedex guy hitting up the the, reservation or whatever like all the time so they use po boxes as do many businesses and individuals in order to basically so but the voter law is saying that you cannot use that as an address in order to get the right identification to be able to vote. So just
0: to be clear, cause I looked this up, Brett Kavanaugh was actually not like a part, this went down on his first day, but he was not a part of this decision. Right. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the dissent Shocker. and she was basically like, This is going to she her big argument in her dissent was that this law had been on hold for the primary and now they want to implement it for the general election. And she was like, it would stand to reason that most people would feel like the ID they used in the primary would be valid for the general election. So like this is not only just going to disenfranchise these people, but also it's confusing because people probably thought their IDs were fine. Right. Like people who are like, who are like, whatever, fuck it. I'm going to find an address to put on this ID. I'm going to figure it out. Like they might not even know to do that or have time to get a new ID Right. In time for this election.
1: Right. And she highlighted in her dissent that 70,000 North Dakota residents will, they lack a disqualifying voter ID. And that accounts for 40% or 20%, sorry, of the turnout in a regular quadrennial election, which I believe refers to the presidential election. But it's still a lot of people. And let me guess, these people will not be voting for
0: Republicans. And you got to remember, like, 70,000 votes in North Dakota –
1: like It's Heidi Heidkamp's race.
0: Is Heidi Heidkamp's race? She's running a really, really, really tight race right now. And also, like, it was what a hundred thousand votes across three states that eighty thousand votes across three states that flipped the election for Donald Trump. So like these numbers, these like th- chipping away at these small numbers are like they make, they a, make difference a difference if
1: they're done in the right places strategically. So I look, I think if you don't live in North Dakota, I please if you live in North Dakota vote. Please vote. But if you don't live in North Dakota, I think the real thing that we can all affect is sort of the general tide of enthusiasm and you know, we are millennials. Millennials are the lowest voting block. Us voting and us being like voting stands, I think actually affects the climate and yeah. the people Being enthusiastic Or interested And that is really The biggest thing You can do Is really just Raise voting As a tide Among our Demographic And that is the way you can. It's not
0: cool not to vote.
1: That's the thing. It's
0: just not cool. And you're going to,
1: no one thinks you're cool to not care. You're not too cool to care. No one thinks you're, go fuck yourself if you don't care. Reasoning,
0: like your mental backflips that you do are smart. Like it's not smart. It's not fun. It's
1: not cool. And you will be the one who floats into the sea when there's climate change. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to one more thing. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one. Yeah,
0: this is, we're going to... There will be a movie made out of this. Yes. Um, so Washington Post journalist, journalist Jamal Khashoggi has gone missing and the Saudi government has been implicated in his disappearance. And the whole thing is
1: very shady the Saudi government aka Jared Kushner's BFF yeah the,
0: the people who touched that giant orb it's with like, Trump
1: right it's like their trust fund besties like oh let's go to the club okay um, so Jamal Khashoggi is a prominent Saudi journalist who has been living in self-imposed exile in the United States but he had to go to the Saudi consulate in Turkey to get a form in order to file for divorce so he has been he's not even like that big of a dissident he's not like their major enemy he just like sometimes questions some of their actions and so he was last seen entering the saudi consulate in istanbul and now turkish officials are saying that he was killed and dismembered by a team of saudi agents while his fiancee waited for him outside the consulate for 11 (gasps) hours nonetheless and the turkish government even published the names and photographs of the 15 people that they believe are responsible for this okay so that's crazy on its own But now it's coming out that U.S. intelligence officials were actually aware of the Saudis' plans to do this. And typically, you would have a duty to warn the person and their family of the potential danger they're in. But nobody warned Jamal. So, what does this remind you of? There's a warning, there's some danger coming for someone in a foreign country at a consulate and the warnings are being ignored and then somebody dies. What does that remind you of?
0: Oh God, I'm getting a vision of a woman sitting in a hearing for nine hours. Looking so bored. It starts with um, a B, a Ben,
1: Give Benghazi. me a Benghazi. Oh no! Oh no! This sounds just like Benghazi. Wow! It really does. Or it honestly sounds worse than Benghazi. You know what? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know enough. Details. I literally
0: don't know enough about Benghazi. I actually purposefully was like.
1: I don't give a fuck about this like, shit. Like,
0: Despite them,
1: I won't look into this at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's like probably why
1: we have so many Trump supporters. I know.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I, I definitely abdicated my duty there, but I was like, you know what? This one, I'm going to sit it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: I couldn't. I thought it would go away, but it never did. It still hasn't gone away. No. Trump is still leading People in rallies at his fucking racist. People in chants at his racist rallies and lock her up. Chants against Tom. Now it's against. It's against Diane Feinstein. They did one criminal against criminal
0: mastermind. They did one against Christine Blasey Ford too. So right. now it's just like any woman that he doesn't like. They're like, like you have to think about. On a, I mean obviously these people are idiots But on a macro level It's so fucked up That now it's just like Any woman he doesn't agree with They literally are like You should put her in jail It's like the
1: Salem witch trials Le- Yeah But like uh, What happened to innocent Proving guilty That we were all talking about But what, six like, days ago right? With Brett Kavanaugh Right Right It's only that if you're a man
0: A white man
1: You know what just, just to Before we sign off real quick It did just occur to me reading amy schumer's instagram captions (laughs) 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 that that um apparently women are not like technically protected under the constitution because the equal rights amendment never Never passed passed. thank you phyllis schlafly yes a master you know Mm -hmm. a genius um so yeah i mean that could be how the handmaid's tale thing goes down yeah someone could like literally use that we still don't i don't know yeah
0: The Equal Rights Amendment was defeated because of a woman activist, which is pretty cool.
1: Just something to think about. Just something
0: to think about when you remember... Right, the woman
1: activist, Serena Joy. (laughs) Yes, (gasps) Susan Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well... Um, This has been An incredible episode Yes
0: And if any of you Are wondering why We didn't talk about Kanye West having Lunch with Trump It's because we Literally can't And we don't care
1: I literally I don't want to Give him any more Attention I do not give a Fuck About him Although we did Just post a meme With him I will use him For memes Yeah, I'll meme him But I will not Respect him right like I'm not giving him the dignity of a conversation about whatever okay so that's that was already too
0: long Um, guys until the end of democracy I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishby and this is the Betches SUP podcast bye
1: Betches